You're listening to The Toolbox, a podcast from Westwood Church's College Ministry designed to train, equip, and encourage college students and young adults in their walk with Jesus as they take the gospel to a fallen world. Back to The Toolbox, I'm Christian Barrett, your host, and today we are going to be looking at tools and different methods for evangelism. At the Toolbox, you know, we're all about giving you uh, the information you need to be a better ambassador for Christ, to get out there and to feel confident as you go and try to share the gospel with those that you're around. So today, that's what this episode is all about, helping you feel better prepared to share the gospel with those you're around. You know, evangelism is not something that we get to decide whether or not we're going to participate in. Uh, In uh, Matthew chapter 28, the last words that we see of Jesus in the Synoptic Gospels is that we are to go and make disciples of all nations. And so that's something that every single Christian is commanded to do by Jesus. So as I said, evangelism isn't an option. It's a mandate. So as Christians, as those who have been raised from death to life, who are now called ambassadors of Christ, we're commanded to make disciples wherever we are at. So in order to help you do that, we want to give you some different different tips um, and different methods for evangelism. And so today we're going to look at... Um, different ways to do this. And we've got some that are focused on contact evangelism. So that's going up and talking to somebody that's a stranger. That's, uh, and then we are also got some different ways regarding relational evangelism. So taking time, pouring in uh, to the lives of others. So let's jump right into this and get started. So the first method for evangelism is what is called, it's called the explore, stimulate, and share Uh, method. And so this comes from uh, being in day-to-day interactions with another human being. So this is can happen in your place of work. This can happen with uh, your classmates as you notice them day in and day out and what they do. And so it's, it's exploring what's going on around them, what's going on in their environment. So let's use, for example, someone who is in the same class as you. Um, You can begin by asking questions. So the first question you could ask is, What's the reason you're taking this class? And let that answer lead you into another uh, question. Or you can stimulate the way that they're uh, thinking, if they're negative about the class. Well, why do you think that about this? Why do you think that about this professor? And then as they are uh, sharing their lives, eventually it's going to get awkward. People uh, enjoy talking about themselves, but eventually... They recognize like that's not socially acceptable. I need to ask them a question. And so bridging all of those questions that lead you into this conversation back to the gospel, back to a personal testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. So that's method number one, explore, stimulate, and share. Methods for evangelism number two, church and personal experience. We live in the Midwest here in Evansville, and so it seems that 95% of people you'll meet that are from the Midwest have some experience in the church. And so that means that there aren't a lot of people that are uncomfortable talking about the church. 
Most people would even say they are Christian in some circumstances. And so one of the things that you can simply ask is, do you go to church anywhere? Or as you're just experiencing life with those that you're around, you've built relationships with them, um, and asking them and making it evident that the church is a key aspect of your life as a Christian. For those that don't know Jesus at all, that don't even step foot into a church nor claim to be a Christian, this is going to raise some questions to them. They're going to want to experience the community that you talk about um, with brothers and sisters in Christ. But then it's also for those that are not adamant about going to the church, that they've become nominal Christians, it's going to convict them in the sense that they realize they may not actually know the God of the Bible. They may not actually be living in a way that shows that they know Jesus. So this is another good way uh, to do this. Another method is the intellectual or the personal opinion or the historical method. And so this one kind of stems on different people uh, that you interact with. And you can normally tell who is going to be more stimulated by a conversation like this. And so uh, this does fall into one of my areas that I enjoy the most, especially with the historical one. Um, just simply asking a question, saying, hey, I'm doing a quick survey real quick. Um, who would you say is the most historical person of all time? Who's the most important person in all of history? And, you know, some people will say Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Julius Caesar, Alexander the Great, the list could go on and on of people that they'll name. And this is just a great way to bridge to Jesus Christ. You know, we've looked over the past few weeks at the historical Jesus and say, I think that Jesus Christ is the most important person in all of history. Here's why. It's a bridge to be able to tell them about what Jesus did on the cross and how he died to save sinners. And so this is personally one of my favorite uh, bridges to the gospel. Another way is to bring up current issues. This can be done in contact. This can be done with uh, relational evangelism. But right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Our uh, stay-at-home orders are slowly being lifted. And so this is a perfect opportunity right now to say, man, this is crazy. The time that we live in is so unprecedented. So what do you think about this? And as they're explaining, uh, you can point back to the gospel hope that you have in Jesus and say, you know, yeah, it is scary, but my hope is in Jesus. And Here's why I can rest assured in knowing that uh, if I were to get this and I were to die, I would be in heaven. Do you know where you would be if you were to die? Do you ever think about what would happen after that? Uh, During times like this, there are more people thinking about uh, spiritual things than probably ever before. And so current issues is a great way to take advantage and share the gospel. Another method for evangelism. This one is uh, good for just... Uh, quick contact evangelism. It's a witness to uh, the faithfulness that you have in Jesus and who he is. And so uh, this is called the uh, recognizing the felt needs and asking for prayer. So uh, this can most easily be done in a restaurant. And so you're at a restaurant and they bring out your food and the waiter comes around and they say, do you need anything else? And, And normally this happens right when you're about to take a bite or you've already got a bite in your mouth. But I'm going to tell you to hold Hold off on that. Wait for your waiter or waitress to come back around and say, you know, we were about to pray and, and use their first name. I can't 
can't pinpoint this enough. Use the first name of those that you are sharing with. It gives you such a better opportunity. Um, people felt heard and they felt like they're cared for when we use their first names. Use the first names of these individuals. And so when your waiter or waitress asks you, uh, is there, how is everything, is there anything I'm doing? Just say, you know, we haven't even tried anything yet. I'm sure it's going to be great. Is there a way, we're going to pray though. How could we pray for you? And most people will not turn this down. And, and if they do, just uh, politely pray and enjoy your food. Um, but this isn't just a great opportunity to be a witness to those that you're around. To be a witness to the waiter or waitress that you serve, a God who cares. To be a witness to those around you that this is what the life of a Christian looks like. It's someone who is recognizing the needs of others and seeking to take those needs to the Father. Another method is uh, build, building up relationships through sports. And so uh, on a college campus, this is one of the more easily done areas. Uh, go work out, go play basketball, go play soccer, go play flag football, throw a frisbee, do whatever it is. Building relationships with sports is a great way to develop deep and meaningful relationships with others. And as those relationships go on, it should be evident in your life to those around you that you're a Christian, but it also gives you the opportunity that when you do share the gospel with them, that they're going to be more likely to listen and give a response to it. Another method for evangelism, uh, the question of heaven and the Ten Commandments. So I uh, simply asking if, if you were to die today, why should God let you into heaven? Most people would respond. Uh, most non-Christians would respond, oh, well, I'm a good person. That's why you should let me into heaven. And that brings you into the second aspect of this, walking people through the Ten Commandments. You can simply say, hey, I have ten questions. If you can pass all ten, um, I'll give you $100. And, and just walking through, uh, have you ever committed adultery? Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? Have you ever stolen anything? Have you ever uh, coveted something of your neighbor's? And so just walking through and showing people that they are sinners and that they are in desperate need of grace. The last method for evangelism that I want to hit on uh, is the personal testimony. I'm a big advocate that everybody uh, that is a Christian should have a 15-second testimony, a 5-minute testimony, a 15-minute testimony, and a 50-minute testimony. And all of those are going to be able to, as it goes on, you're going to be able to more elaborate more and more on the grace of God in saving you. Um, but this 15-second testimony can be as simple as, you know, there was a time in my life when I hated the things of God. I was angry, I was full of pride, and I was just seeking the things of this world. But then Jesus saved me. And I recognized that everything that I'd put my hope in was failing me, and that my only hope was Jesus. And now I live for him. Do you have a story like that? It's simple. But most people are going to be walking away very perplexed by uh, the passion of hearing of Jesus' doing in someone's life. We don't often talk about the grace of Jesus and how he has saved us. And we need to make it evident in those that we're around that our testimonies are by Jesus Christ alone. Develop a personal testimony. If you don't have one, there are plenty of tools to do it. I encourage you to, to start with just recognizing the time when things began to change. It doesn't have to be a personal uh, day. You don't have to know the exact day. You don't have to know the exact week. 
but you do need to be able to point to a time where there was a change in your life from sinner to saint, from someone who was an enemy of God and then recognizing that Jesus Christ had saved you. And maybe this is over a long period of time and it happened. You should be able to point to that. There was this life where I was in sin and then I was saved. And then, But don't focus so much on the life prior to Christ. Point out the good. Point out the fact that Jesus saved you. Don't try to, to make your sin out to be some awesome thing. Sin is horrible. Make the awesome thing God in your testimony. And as you do, uh, share it in a way that brings people to a realization that what you're saying is true. That what you're saying really has happened to you. And for many of your friends, it, as you share your testimony, they'll be like, you know what? I do remember you being this way. Something has changed about you. That's a, one of my favorite ways to share the gospel is through personal testimony of describing what Jesus has done in my life. So I hope that you can use that tool as well. I hope you can use all of these different methods of evangelism. Um, and for more information on evangelism uh, and ways to share the gospel, you can always uh, ask those questions and send them to me at christianatmywestwood.org. I would also like to invite you to come to church. This is a great way for someone to hear the gospel. You don't want to, you're, you're too uncomfortable to share the gospel with them. Just ask them to come to church with you. Uh, and we will make sure that they hear the gospel before they leave. And you can join us at Westwood Church on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Time with our 10.30 service being live streamed on our website. Uh, to learn more about Westwood Church, you can go to mywestwood.org. Until next time, friends, grace and peace.